So good. Thank you, God. Let's pray. We thank you for your goodness to us, Adonai, and we ask that you would uh, speak to us uh, in Yeshua's name. Give us ears to hear what your spirit would, would say. Thank you, God. Amen. Can you pray after me, Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King? Give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word that I hear today. In Yeshua's name, amen. Last week, Rabbi Michael uh, started this two-part series on a breakthrough, and his sermon was entitled, God of the Breakthrough. He encouraged us what a breakthrough is and how Adonai wants us to experience it. He shared that the breakthrough is about appropriating the victories of Messiah and demonstrating the power and reality of that victory by living our lives daily to the glory of Yeshua and his finished work. He also encouraged us at the end of that message that Adonai is a a warrior who stands ready to assist us in achieving that breakthrough. And he shared a list of different things. I just want to repeat some of them that Adonai wants us to experience, again, in our daily lives. You know, life instead of death, righteousness instead of sin, grace instead of judgment, relationship instead of religion, regeneration instead of degeneration, the Ruach's anointing instead of our own natural ability, active faith. Is our PowerPoint not up, guys? There. All right, so the list should be uh, the next two slides. So joy instead of sadness, victory instead of de- defeat, God's provision instead of poverty, etc., etc. These things that he encourages as he opened up his message. And I could hear you saying, well, great, Rabbi Michael and Kara, that sounds awesome. I want all those things in my life. But how does that happen? How can I finally get a breakthrough in my life? Well, I'm glad you asked because that's what this message is about today. Uh, How do we secure our breakthrough? So I'm going to start where my husband ended his message. And the first thing in order to secure our breakthrough is we need to follow the breaker, the one who goes before us. Look look with me at Micah chapter 2, verse 13. It says that the one breaking through, some translations actually call it the breaker, uh, went before them. They broke through, passed the gate, and went out. Their king passed on before them. Adonai was leading them. As I said, Rabbi Michael encouraged us at the end of his message that Adonai is a warrior. And as the one who is a warrior, uh, he is the one who is breaking through before the people in this passage here in Micah. And the, the verse uh, that Rabbi Michael shared talked about the place where uh, King David, because that's who he was talking about in his message last week, broke through victory against the Philistines, was called Pa'aparetzim. And the word used here is also parats, the breaker, the one who breaks through. And so that connotation behind that Hebrew word parats is to break down a hedge, a wall, to break through the barrier or retainer. <coughs> it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's used to describe the breaking open of a, the top of a barrel of water, uh, the breaching of a wall during a siege, biblically, whenever you know, the armies would come against each other, they would you know, break through uh, the wall to secure victory. 
It also speaks of the bursting of a dam. So one author said this about this concept in this verse here. It said that, uh, what a mighty God we serve, the demolisher, the one who beats down before them all barriers and impediments that obstruct their way. In Jeremiah 30, God says that he will break, which is another Hebrew word, shabar, uh, the enemy's yoke from off their neck and tear off their bonds. And it says that it describes the breaker's liberating power to uh, open up a way for the people who are in need of deliverance. So Micah Micah chapter 2 verse 13 is encouraging us that God is the one who is breaking through uh, to bring victory to the children of Israel. And how did God do that for us? Well, the answer is very simple, through Messiah Yeshua. Through Yeshua the Messiah. We can read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. <clears throat> and you can turn in your tree book or your e-book if we don't have uh, the PowerPoint's not working or it was the wrong one, whatever it might be. Today, Colossians two fifteen. Listen to this. When he, Yeshua, had disarmed the rulers and authorities... Those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphant over them through the stake. Can I read that again? Those are shouting verses, guys. When he, Yeshua had disarmed the rulers and authorities, in other words, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal possession, having triumphant over them through the stake. That's what Yeshua did. He is the breaker on your behalf and my behalf, and we need to follow him. He broke through so that you and I can have victory, so that we could have life instead of death, joy instead of sadness, beauty instead of ashes. Yochanan Olive, 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose, can you say that with me? For this purpose. What was the reason that Yeshua came? For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifest, that he might what? Destroy the works of the evil one. Destroy the works of the devil. Why did Yeshua come? He came to destroy the works of Hasatan, the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy the promises of God in your life and my life, the one who holds us in bondage to sin. He came to destroy those works of Hasatan, which tells us today that every power of darkness was defeated when Yeshua hung on the tree of sacrifice and he declared, it is finished, because he knew that in three days he would rise out of that grave, securing for mankind eternal salvation and victory, yes, breakthrough against the enemy of our souls, as I said, who comes to still kill and destroy the purposes and promises of Adonai in our life. By his death, Yeshua stripped the enemy of any legal right to inflict destruction on you or on me and in our lives. That's powerful, friends. Yeshua exposed them for who they were. Defeated foes. Hasatan is defeated. 
He's still active and moving in the world today, but he's defeated. There's an end coming to all of this, right? We read about it in the, in the book of Revelation. And one day, and it could be in our lifetime, the eastern sky behind us is going to split open. And Yeshua, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Melacham Lakim, Adonai, right, is going to come through, split the eastern sky. He's going to come and set his feet down on the city, holy city of Jerusalem. And it's going to be the end, beginning of the end. And the Hasatan, who is defeated already, is going to meet his final end when Yeshua returns. Amen. And these verses tell us that Yeshua, when he hung on that tree and cried out that it's finished, knowing he was going to raise from the dead, and when he rose from the dead three days later, he declared that these foes who come against us have been stripped of their authority and power to inflict uh, upon us destruction, death, uh, defeat, bondage, and that we just need to follow him into that victory in our daily lives. He has led the way to, to victory. And if we want to see that breakthrough in our personal lives, then we need to follow him. Even as Evan said at the end of his Devar Torah, if you never entered into a personal relationship with Yeshua as your Messiah, whether you're here in the sanctuary or you're listening to the podcast, that's a decision you need to make if you want to see breakthrough and release in your life. You see, victory can never, ever be achieved in our own human strength. Even David recognized that. That was the passage that Rabbi Michael spoke from last week. There's a, two passages, one in Shmuel and one in Chronicles, a parallel passage. It says that he inquired of Adonai as to what he should do. God, here's the Philistines. They're coming against us. What am I supposed to do? And God told him exactly what he was to do. And he followed God to victory that day. And it is the same for you and me. If I want to experience breakthrough and release in my life, then I needed to follow the one who has broke the way before me. I need to follow the breaker. I need to follow Yeshua, follow him in all of his ways and the things that he has commanded us to do and the specific things that he might speak concerning my situation and your situation, the congregation and our lives. Friends, our breakthrough will not become because we follow a man or our own plan. It will not be in the words of a doctor. It is not in the plans of a financial advisor, and it's not in the advice of a counselor that breakthrough is going to come in your life or in my life. Although Adonai might use a doctor, and he might use a financial counselor, advisor, and he might use a counselor, and as my husband said in his message last week, we are not opposed to the medical field, to counselors. We recommend, I have a list of counselors that I recommend uh, to people. But ultimately, the breakthrough and victory comes as we put our eyes on Adonai. He's the one who leads us to victory. He's the one who gives wisdom to men. Why do we have all the technological advances that we have today in our world? It's not because we're so smart. I just want to say, guys, it's because God has given men wisdom to create and to uh, come up with uh, all these uh, advances in technology that has sustained life and things. It wasn't our own creation. It's because God quickened the minds of men to do these things. And many of these men and women happen to be Jewish, just saying. You know, which is another, another message for another day. The breakthrough comes because we're looking to God. 
And God gives us a plan like he did to King David. And that leads us to my second point. We have to follow the breaker, follow Yeshua, follow what he tells us to do. And he tells us to do different things in each situation that we find ourselves in. And we need to respond to that by acting in faith in this God of the breakthrough. You see, David partnered with God to see the breakthrough come for his troops and for himself. First Chronicles 14.11 So they went up to Baal Peretzim, and David defeated them there. David said, God has broken through my enemies by my power, or some translations say by my hand, like a river breaking through its banks. In my message entitled, It's Not Time to Panic last month, I mentioned that we were called to partner with God and the deliverance he wants to bring into our lives. And this is done through faith on our part. David inquired of Adonai, what should I do? And God gave him a specific strategy. By faith, David did exactly what God had told him to do, and breakthrough came to him and to his people. Faith has to be seen in our actions and in our daily life. I believe Yeshua is the Messiah. I believe when he hung on the tree of sacrifice and said it is finished, that every work of darkness that would come against my life was defeated. Now I have to demonstrate that by my faith in my actions and in my words. But as Rabbi Michael shared again last week, we can quote all the right scriptures, but we must believe those words are true for us and for our circumstances and our situation. We must believe not that God heals, but that God is my healer. We must believe not that God provides, but that God is my provider. We must believe not that God restores, but that he is my restorer. See the difference? So we can talk about that he's a God who heals, he's a God who provides, he's a God who does this and that, he works miracles, signs, and wonders, but I need to, by faith, believe that it is true for my life, for my body, for my finances, for my congregation, for my situation. David was not presumptuous in facing the enemy. He believed and trusted God, but he was not presumptuous in his faith. In Shmuel Bet, 2 Samuel 5, giving that parallel account, as I said, of the story from Chronicles that Rabbi Michael referenced last week, we see that immediately after this great victory, the the Philistines came again against David and Israel. Has that ever happened in your life? You experience victory and breakthrough, and you're like shouting, and this is so fantastic. And the next day, you wake up, and there's another th- struggle that you're facing. The enemies come against you through another way. That's who the enemy is, and that's what happened to King David. He and the people of Israel defeated the Philistines at Baal Perazim. There was a great, mighty rushing of God coming in to their aid, and all of a sudden, the Philistines are breathing down their necks again, trying to come against them. So what did King David do? He inquired once again of God. He didn't assume that God was going to lead him to victory in the same way that he had done the previous time. No, he said, God, what is it you want me to do? So here in Shmuel 
Bet, 2 Samuel 5, beginning with verse 22, it says, The Philistine came up again. And now they're deployed in the Rephaim Valley. When David consulted Adonai, he said, don't attack. Wow, that's different. The other time he says, yes, go up, attack. Here God says, don't attack. Instead, circle behind them and engage them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, advance Because then Adonai has gone out ahead of you to defeat the army of the Philistine. And David did exactly, say with me, exactly as Adonai had ordered him to do and pursued his attack on the Philistine from Geva all the way to Gezer. Each time David acted in faith on the word of God. You and I need to act in faith on God's word to see breakthrough realized in our life. Giving in to a spirit of doubt and unbelief will not help you or me or this congregation break through to the promises that God has given for our lives and for uh, our community. Breakthrough comes when we partner with God through our faith. We need to demonstrate our faith in God and his word through our actions. We need to let people see through our way of life, not just the words we speak, that we believe in Adonai and his word. Think about it. David learned from a young age to trust Adonai and to demonstrate that trust, trust through his actions. When Goliath came against the armies of Israel, only one person was ready to, to, to face him. And that was a young shepherd boy named David. Why? He had faith in God. He didn't have faith in himself, but he had faith in this God who he knew, who he spent time developing a relationship with as he was shepherd watching those sheep. And his faith in the God of Israel allowed him to stand up in front of this giant Goliath who was defying the God of Israel, who had all these trained seasoned soldiers shaking in their boots, hiding in their tents, hoping he would not come out again today to taunt them. Onto the scene comes a young shepherd boy who hears this and says, what, what's going on? What is this? Not one seasoned soldier said, we're getting ready to go out and defeat this giant. They're like, oh, this is, you know, this man has a reputation, and he did. Goliath was well known. He had, uh, you know, defeated many foes before the army of Israel. But David acted in faith that day, and he came out with his slingshot and five stones It wasn't the slingshot and it wasn't the five stones that brought victory that day. It was his faith in God. Because he had faith in God, his actions of taking that slingshot and five stones brought victory that day. So that he stood up there in front of that giant and he says, I don't know who you think you are, that you would dare to defy 
the armies of the God of Israel. I don't know who you think you are that you would dare defy the creator of heavens and earth, God Almighty. I don't know who you think you are, but I want to tell you who I am. You come to me with sword and reputation and power as a soldier, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of the host of heaven and of Israel, whom you defy this day, and he will deliver your head into my hands. And he took that slingshot out, and he put that stone in it, and and thud, that giant fell down. Because David acted in faith, and faith brought deliverance not just to him, but to an entire nation that day. Friends, you want to see breakthrough in your life. You want to see breakthrough in this congregation. We want to see breakthrough in our community and in our nation. God is looking for men and women to rise up in faith like David did. And to say, God, you have said breakthrough. You have said release. You have said revival. You have said healing. You have said provision. You have said reconciliation, salvation to my family. And God, I'm standing on your side. That's what David chose to do that day. He could have gone and hid in the tents with the other soldiers. But he didn't. He says, I don't know what God you're serving, but the God I serve isn't going to tolerate this. And I'm on his side, and I'm going to go face the enemy today. That's the attitude you and I need to have. When others around us, the naysayers saying, oh, it, it ain't going to happen. Nothing's going to change. And you need to say, no, no, I don't know who you serve. But the God I serve has promised this in his word. I'm partnering with him, and I'm going to see breakthrough and deliverance in my family and in my home and in my body, and my finances, and my community, in my nation. Amen? God's not done with America. I don't care what the people say, and you have a lot of naysayers. God's not done with America. This is all free and extra, just <laughs> telling you. But he's looking for people like you and me who call by his name, who will humble ourselves and pray and intercede so that he will send healing to our land And I believe he wants to do that. And I believe that he wants to send revival and a great awakening to this land. The word he spoke to many different men and women of God. And that the the best is yet to come. But we need to stand and partner with him on behalf of our nation. This nation of America. And then our other nation, the nation of Israel. God's going to send revival to that land. Amen. So we're going to partner with him like David. Think of Daniel and the three young Hebrew friends. How did Daniel overcome being thrown into a lion's den? How did those three young Hebrew men make it out of the fiery furnace? They had faith. They had faith. All of the officials hated Daniel. They saw the favor of God on him. That here this guy was a foreigner, and yet he was promoted above and beyond them. And the jealousy led them to try to find something that they could accuse him of, and they found what? Absolutely nothing except his faith. 
So they decided to use his faith against him. That they convinced the king to come up with a law that anyone who prayed to besides to the king would be thrown into a lion's den. So Daniel knew the law was passed. Did he go hide in his house and say, okay, God, you know my heart, but I don't want to die, so I'm going to keep praying, but I'm not going to let anyone see it? No, no, no. He came and opened up the window of his house, which was his custom. And he prayed towards Jerusalem, which was his custom. He says, I don't care what you think you're going to do to me. I'm not going to succumb to your threats. I serve the God of heaven and earth, and I will continue to pray to him as I always have. He got thrown into the lion's den, but he was a man of faith. It bothered the king because he favored Daniel because God's presence was with Daniel, but he had to to follow through on his law. But the next morning, he came out lickety-split as early as he could and hoping against all hope that he would find some good news. And he opened up the, the pit where Daniel was thrown into, and he said, Daniel, are you still alive? And Daniel said, I'm here, king, because the God I serve, the God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the God of Israel, shut the mouth of the lions, and I am safe. And God provided for Daniel because he was a man of faith. He acted in faith, and he saw release and breakthrough. Three Hebrew young men. King said, you got to bow down to my statue. King, we ain't going to bend, and we ain't going to bow. You're going to get thrown into this fiery furnace, I'm telling you. Look, I get it. You're faithful to your God. So just pretend to bow, right? You know, just fake a bow. I know, and you know you don't really mean to bow, but just fake it so I don't have to throw you in. Hmm, king, we ain't faking anything. We're not giving an impression other than the right one, which is we don't bend, we don't bow to any god but the god of heaven and earth. Okay, that irritated the king. He heated up that furnace hotter than it had ever been heated up before, that it killed the men on the outside getting ready to throw these three young Hebrew men in. They were thrown in, bound. All of a sudden, there's a fourth man in the furnace. Yeshua, right there with them. And they're walking around free. King says, what is this? I threw three men in, and now I see a fourth man, and he looks like the Son of God. And they came out of the furnace. I've shared this with you before because my parents' house caught on fire, you know, about a couple months before my father passed away. The smell of smoke does not easily go away. It was six, seven months later as I was walking up the road towards my parents' house when I was home visiting, and it was a wet day. I could smell the smoke still in the air. But these three Hebrew children came out of the young men. They weren't children. They were young men. Came out of that furnace, and it says they didn't even smell like smoke. What sustained them through the fire? Faith. Faith. Friends, it is faith 
that will enable you and I to see the breakthrough that we desire in this congregation, in our families, that loved one that you have been believing for to, to come to accept Yeshua as Messiah, that friend that you've been inviting year after year to come to Beth Emmanuel. Faith is going to see the release and the breakthrough come. And before I go on to my last point, how could I not mention Hadassah? who we're going to celebrate here, and as Gary said, in three short weeks. How did Hadassah bring victory for the children of Israel against the wicked plots of Haman? Okay, anyone? Thank you, thank you. Got to get you ready. Boo, Haman. Because she was a woman of faith. If I perish, I perish. Like the three Hebrew young men. Our God is able, but if he doesn't deliver, we're still going into that fire because we will not bow down. Hadassah, I'm going into the big king, whether he extends it or not, I'm still going in because I trust in the God of heaven and earth, the God of Israel. And that faith brought deliverance, and that deliverance represents breakthrough. Friends, God has breakthrough for you and me in this congregation. We need to follow the breaker, Yeshua, who has stripped the enemy of all of his authority, but we need to do it in faith in who he is and what he has done. And finally, I want to encourage us that we need to persevere in the truth. I would like to tell you that breakthrough is automatic, but it's not. Even though Yeshua disarmed the powers and principalities, we must enforce his victory against the forces of darkness that seek to hold us in bondage. And this is often done through perseverance. Luke chapter 18, I encourage you to read that. We're not going to take the time to read it now. But Yeshua tells the story of a persistent widow. And he tells this story to encourage us not to give up, especially in prayer. And that how this woman received her breakthrough from this unjust judge, not because he was so just that he wanted to meet her need, but she refused to give up. She kept knocking, knocking day and night. Judge, judge, you have to cut, judge. I had judged till finally this judge said, you know what? This nook of a woman, I can't take this. I'm going to grant her request because she is annoying the tar out of me. She was persistent. When you're struggling with your health, when the bills are piling up and there's no sign of release, when the doctors have given you no hope, when you have done all you can financially and there is still lack, when your loved one is resistant and obnoxious towards your faith, when reconciliation seems impossible, when the darkness overwhelms you and there's no sign of light, when pain and frustration is all you feel, do not give up. Can you say that with me? Do not give up. Do not give up. Persevere through the night. Persevere through the darkness. Persevere through the pain because breakthrough awaits you. And it awaits me. Winston Churchill, one of Great Britain's great heroes, especially from the World War II period, 
was asked to give a commencement address at Oxford one year after the war. So there's a lot of hype and anticipation. You can imagine, right? Uh, all the students, faculty, and family members uh, waiting to hear him speak. So the story goes that he was dressed in his coat with his coattails properly, came up, he removed his gloves and top hat, and he delivered these words. Never give up. Never, never give up. And he turned around and sit down. Powerful, powerful words from a man who lived through one of the worst times in our history. Never, never give up. That's the word of the Lord to you and me today. Never, never give up. Persevere. Persevere until breakthrough comes. Persevere in the truth of God's word. It's not just persevering, again, in my strength or your strength, but it's persevering in the truth of God's word. Yeshua tells us in Yochanan chapter 8, verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm here to encourage you, don't give up on the truth of God's word. Engrave it in your heart and on your mind. Meditate upon it because it will bring success and victory to you. Breakthrough is a result of persevering in the truth of who God is and the promise that he has made in his word. God wants to bring breakthrough and healing we need to continue to persevere in the truth that he is Adonai Rapha, and by his stripes you are healed, I am healed. That is the truth that we need to persevere in. That when people walk into this building, they would encounter the healing power of God Almighty, and their bodies and their minds would be set free. There's a day coming when that is going to happen. There's going to be a breakthrough in this building that has been spoken over and over again, not by my husband and myself, but by many who have come to this place, that this would be a place of healing. A breakthrough in finances. The truth is he is a God who supplies all of your needs according to his riches in glory, Philippians 4.19 tells us. And he promises in Malachi, which we read every week, that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out abundance. Can you say that with me? Abundance to those who honor him by tithing and giving the offering. If you are weary, he promises to give you rest. Matthew, Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for your souls. Isaiah 40, 29, he says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. See, this is the promises that we need to persevere in. If you are weary and feeling weak, even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust, who persevere, and the Lord will find new strength. 
They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. If you struggle with loneliness, you need a breakthrough. God is the God who promises, I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. And he says, I am a friend that sticks closer than any brother. Perhaps you are struggling with despair and discouragement. The truth of God's word says that he will give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Maybe it is fear or anxiety. And God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He says that my perfect love casts out fear. Those truths of his words are things that we need to persevere in till the breakthrough comes. Maybe you're weak. He says that my power will rest upon you. Maybe you're longing, as my husband and I are, to see revival. And he says, I will pour out my ruach on all flesh. He says revival is coming, and we were encouraged and shared a message with the leadership yesterday. My brother had sent to me, and it just like God was speaking straight to our hearts. And the, the man of God said, you have been, there are some of the spiritual leaders and congregations who have been praying faithfully and for a long time for revival. He says, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So we persevere in that truth, in that promise. Maybe the... Things you are facing, the odds are so impossible against you and against breakthrough coming in your life. God says, I am the God of the impossible. He says, there is nothing that is too difficult for me. So no matter how desperate your situation or mine may be, God wants to encourage us that breakthrough is coming. He says, do not grow weary on your part. Persevere through the promise of the word of God. Focus on it. Do not listen to the lies that hell will torment you with. Hell will say nothing has changed. Hell will say you're going to go up for prayer, which you're going to have prayer here in a few minutes, and you come back to your seat, and this week it's going to be the same old, same old. I want to tell you, refuse to listen to those lies. Instead, stand on the promise of God for your life, for your situation. I often tell my kids this when they come to me in this struggle. I say, tell hell to shut up. Tell hell to shut up. Refuse to listen to the lies of the enemy. I'm going to ask our worship team to come up and our prayer team to come forward. We're going to be praying here in a few minutes. Persevere by believing in the word of God over every lie that hell has tried to to speak over your mind and your emotions. I want to encourage you to begin to boldly declare the truth. Yeah, come on up, guys. My worship team that's going to be leading here. We need to begin to boldly declare the truth of his word into our situation, refusing to settle for less than what God has promised. Think about it. King David and the army of Israel there and our story from last week. They could have given up. They could have uh, turned around. They could have said, it's just not going to happen. But David knew the promises of God. 
David knew that this was land that God promised to the Jewish people, so he didn't give up. He stood firm on the truth of the word of God for the Jewish people and for Israel. Boldly declared the truth. That's what David did. When he stood before Goliath, he declared the truth. The God of heaven and earth is going to deliver me into your hands. A breakthrough is removing the obstacles that stand in the way of our walking in the fullness of God's plan for our lives. Yeshua said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. And that's what breakthrough represents, that abundant life. We know God is the God of the breakthrough. Let us follow him to victory. He obtained it. Yeshua said, it is finished. Stripping the forces of evil of any authority they have. Don't abdicate to them. Don't give them authority over your life in any way. Act in faith. Follow your leader. Persevere in the truth of what he has said. I'm going to invite the team to come down here. We're going to open up for a time of prayer. Perhaps you are, are believing for a breakthrough and, and you'd want someone to come into agreement with you. That's what we're going to do here as we pray for you. Maybe you're not feeling well today. If you're sick, whatever the need may be, I want to encourage you to come and we will uh, just pray with you. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, in a few minutes, we'll come up, and I'll close with the ironic benediction. So we just want to open up for you to be able to come down. And so if you would like to have prayer, uh, we used to pray in the middle of the service. We're moving that to the end of the service now. So let's just all stand to our feet. Let us begin to worship with Evan and the team. And again, if you want specific prayer or agreement uh, to come forward uh, for that.